Shut up and sit down. Hey, it's been a long, long time. Very long time. Yeah, I don't even have excuses. It's just life got in the way. Life I think I hit a deep depression after Wentz got hurt. Yeah, you you almost went into into hiding. <laughs> then you were coaxed out. Yeah, and now we're here. Nick Foles got me out. Guys, the Eagles are going to the fucking Super Bowl. I'm hyped. <sighs> it sucks. Let us. This is, this is my hell. This is my hell. Right. Patriots and Eagles. Well, you know what I've been thinking about doing since uh, the first pod ever was I thought about like taking a mental note of when you say something that I want you to be wrong about really bad, mm-hmm. and then just playing the pod on my phone over a new pod and be like, "Ha, Pete said that." Right. But I just like I just now realized I shouldn't do that. But you picked the Eagles to be not uh, seven and nine. I know. Well, I mean, all right. Let's let's be fair here. I did say. I also said if I had to pick anybody to bet in that division to win the division, that I would pick them based on their odds. You did, and I think we can all say with certain, like pretty confidently, we didn't expect this leap from Wentz. No. Okay. So like, I mean, he's as good as you could have ever hoped he would. Right, be. All right. You had the MVP right. in the league for 13 games. Like, you're not going to be seven and nine. You're going to be good. Yeah. So, hey. But the, the rest L. of that team, dude, for real. Yeah. I mean, hey, it was all about Wentz, though. Yeah. I just didn't. So like. If he jumped up, like, 100 levels, I was probably expecting, like, 60 levels. Right. Even if Wentz stayed what he was last year, though, like, the defense yeah. made a huge leap. I mean, I, and I other still things think he always have had... And, don't get me wrong. It's all, it all goes around the quarterback. It's the quarterback. Right. But I'm just saying, there are other elements that Wentz has nothing to do with, like, the defense that also played a lot better this year than yeah, but, last year. Okay, but what helps them play that way? Playing to their strength. Like, they're up in games. They get to pin their ears back, rush the passer. I think yeah, that helps. I mean, there's elements of that, but... All I'm saying Being is... Being fresh because you guys hold the ball forever. Like, all that helps. Defense, and that all comes back... to the defense a little props. I mean, sure. It all it all comes back to once, though. All right. So, we are drinking... Hold on. Oh. Who are you? It's been so long, I don't know who oh. you are. Hey, I'm Alex. <laughs> What's up, man? I'm, I'm guy, Pete. Yeah, I'm the guy that always uh, picks the Eagles. All right. And, uh... No, I, ch- I try not to be biased. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, we're drinking Raging Bitch... By Flying Dog Brewery. We both are. Yes. Uh, because I just got done working 12 hours, and he also got done working a long day, and we didn't have time to grab other beers. So this is the beer we had. This is. Yes. It's actually a really good beer. I've had it before. Yes. Love this beer. Yes. Um, down in Frederick, Maryland. It's made. It's got a kick. 8.3%. Looks yep. nice. And uh, it's an IPA. Belgian-style IPA. So All you're right. going to get a little taste of, like, like I've always talked about, like, Belgians. You kind of taste like... A weedy kind of blue moonish, like kind of base, but then you get some hoppiness with the IPA, yeah. and it's good. No, it's, it's a good mix. It's real good. It's actually like it's delicious. Even it is delicious. So highly recommended. Yes, it's got the microbrewed sports stamp of approval. Right. Um. Yeah. So I would actually drink a lot of these when I was living in Ocean City. Okay. Because they were plentiful. Since it was like a Maryland beer. Right. It was like Yingling is up here where like you can't go to a bar without Yingling. In there, so it's more not frequently Natty like on top. On it's not Natty Bow in Maryland. I figured Natty no, Bo. no, no, no. Natty, Natty Bow trumps Bo as far the, as frequency. Right, Natty Bow is the Yingling. Okay, Maryland, right, right. I guess this is a classier beer than okay. Natty Bow. Gotcha. So I'm not, I'm not directly comparing it to Yingling, but I just okay. mean it's always available alongside of Yingling always being on tap up here. Gotcha. Flying Dog is a common. Okay. Uh, a common Sorry. tap available beer. Had to had to represent for Natty Bow. Yeah. Big Natty Bow fan. Yeah, Natty Bow is all right. But last year, you know, they stopped serving those at Orioles games. I did a lap around the stadium. Unbelievable. The dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like they have the O. Yeah. It's it's all made. It's there all was this, to be together. There was this dickhead like bartender there, and I'm like, hey, where can I go to get some Natty Bows? And he's like, pickles, which is a bar outside the stadium. I was like, thanks, dick. <laughs> and you can get those pickles. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> So I, had many of them I had to drink like I don't know some shit ass beer that isn't Natty Bow at an Orioles game is right. bullshit. That's but like was, part of the appeal of going to an Orioles game. Like I'm gonna right. get a pounder of Natty Bow. Yeah, I'm gonna watch some terrible pitching. Yes. And I'm gonna get a pounder of Natty Bow. <laughs> I might see a lot of home runs <laughs> <laughs> by both teams. Yeah, sorry, Orioles cheap shots here. Um, gotta love it. Let's get back on topic here. All right. Yeah. What? Is, what? This is like a big week for something, right? Super yeah. Bowl. 
So, how'd the Eagles get here? We'll do a quick recap. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Wentz lights the world on fire, gets injured, life's over. What do you know? Foles is all right. Oh, Foles! Yeah. You know, shreds the Giants' defense. Whoa! Yeah, Raiders? Yeah. So shit, couldn't shit suck. I had money on that game. I wanted to murder Nick Foles. Yes. We Luckily, it came, everything turned out fine. It, he came through, but he made me sweat. I'll be honest, and I've said this a million times, but I haven't said it on the pod yet, so I'm going to say it again. The only time in Philadelphia sports history that I've gone into a playoffs oh, God. feeling this negative. You've said it on the pod. Have I said it on yeah, the pod? Yeah, you've talked about this. But let's hear it. Okay, I'm going to say it again. I really don't think I did. But the only time I ever went into a, a Philadelphia sports playoff and felt this negative about my team was... The 2008 Phillies. And it had almost nothing to do with the Phillies. It was CC Spathy. We're playing a five-game series. He's pitching the greatest second half of a season anyone's ever done at the time, it's felt like to me. Right. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, dude, we gotta beat we gotta beat him in all three games CC doesn't pitch. Because we're getting him in at least two. Yeah. Like they don't give a shit about his arm. Right. If it falls off, they might pitch him in three. Right. And, and this is where Chuck is just laughing. Yeah, my little brother and my dad are just ripping me a new one, like, no, we're gonna do it. And then what do you know? He like walks Brett Myers to load the bases or whatever happened. Yeah. Shane Victory has a grand slam. I'm like, what? And as soon as that first game was over and we got one off CC, I was over the moon confident. Like, <laughs> you know, nobody can stop us again. But, uh, but yeah, so we go into the playoffs here this year with Nick Foles. And I'll be honest, that Raiders game didn't even bug me. I just, normally, Pete will tell you, I'm up yelling at the TV. You are. That game, I was just kicked back in the recliner, like, whatever. This is, our season's over. Right. It was fun while it lasted. I mean, Wentz yeah. When you gone. saw when you saw that game, yeah. I, I like that's when I the last pod we had. I think we talked about where how far can the Eagles go. Yeah, and we were talking about what uh, you we were both we both kind of settled oh, like an NFC now. Championship loss. Yeah, we said that uh, we thought they'd get one. Could at home. they win a playoff game? And we thought, yeah, they might win one game. Yeah. but they were and like, I, would they win two? And we we're like, yeah. that's a stretch. And I think I even picked them to lose the first game, uh-huh. which ended up being the closer of the two games, as it turns out, because I was like, I just didn't believe in Nick Foles, right? But I did like say most likely NFC loss, yeah. NFC Championship loss, right? Well, so we get the divisional round, right? What was it fifteen ten? Fifteen ten. Squeaker, I don't. I still don't know how Julio doesn't catch that ball in the end zone. Just a terribly timed jump. Yeah. And even then, it looked like it went like right through his hands. I know. So whatever, he fucked that up. Well, yeah. We're the beneficiary. We move on. Oh, let me also point out, and everyone already knows this, but first divisional round one seed to ever be a, a dog. Right. And that has I that has been the. Identification of this team ever since. Correct. I need. To, I'm raising my hand right yeah, now he is. because I was over at Alex's house for this game, and in the first quarter, Nate Sudfeld's name was being called for. It was. That's how. That's how down Alex was on Nick Foles that that night. He started that game off rough, and his game that whole game wasn't very strong. But it. He started off that game with a, yeah. the first pass of the game was a like I think a play action, and it was a bomb. It was right. a complete duck. It felt like ten yards <laughs> short of the receiver, and they got the pass interference. Yeah, and then they he. I think he missed a guy that was like open on the flat on like right. a little rollout right. that was just wide open, overthrows him. Later in the game, he hits a defender in like what would have been his chest, but somehow his knee ended right. up up there. And honestly, the turning point in the game. Right, because if they pick that ball. They pick that ball, they might get three points. And, and they we might, don't get three points. Right, so they might make it 13-6. We Instead, lose that game 13-12. Yeah. Well, I, I, but like, okay, let's even say you guys are up 13 or 13 or 12. You would have been up 12-10. And instead of them having to go for it four times in the end zone, they're just they kicking. They're, they're running the clock down and kicking a field goal, and right. it's like we got to rely on Nick Foles to take. His no, yeah, field. that that could be like the, the, like it seems like a lot of teams, especially the underdog teams, and I'm stating like an obvious fact here, but like the underdog teams that happen to somehow win a championship, yep, run into some stupid luck. Somewhere. And that was it. Yeah, I mean, like hit him in the chest and went off his knee, and was Aguilar caught it? Uh, Don't you remember? Do Tory you guys, Smith. Do you Tory guys Smith. caught it. Yeah. It was like a third down. Yeah, it was Tory Smith. You caught well, it. And not only that, but he catches it and runs. Like, yeah. he has a full head of steam. And it's a like, holy shit. Yeah. And, and then, of course, like, Elliot, who can't make an extra point, 53 yards? <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I, I got Jake. this. He's the GOAT. Jesus. Uh, no, but, like, what comes to mind with those underdog teams that just get a moment, uh, like, first to, to mind here is that most recent Ravens team that won. When they were playing the Broncos and Flacco yeah, bombs that one, and that Kobe safety, Jones. that safety was the original 
safety of like compared the, to the Saints, Saints guy Marcus this year. Williams, yeah. Like that Saints Marcus Williams guy this year is like the new Denver safety. Yeah, that Denver safety loves him now. Like he yes. owes him dinner. We don't even know the Denver safety's name. I forget it. We don't know it. Yeah. We so Marcus Williams, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are. Yeah, that guy owes you a beer. <laughs> yeah. And there'll be another one ten years from now, and you buy him a beer, and then you'll be right. able to live again. Right. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, so, I mean, honestly, like, as unbiased as I can be, we kind of lucked out in winning that game. Yeah. Defense played out of their mind. Right. But the offense just wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure who, like, outplayed each other in that game. I mean, Foles played an adequate game. He played a, the, a game manager's game. It wasn't very the impressive, Falcons, but kill you. The Falcons' offense couldn't do shit against well, our offense that game. Right. And I'll tell you what. The play calling by Sark, the Falcons uh, guy, yeah. the four plays they well, called— Well, he's a drunk. He had to be hammered that game. Oh, my God. He. I mean, the first play was fine. Me and, me and our friend Zach, who had money on the Falcons, mm-hmm. were like, great. The first play was just a, basically a jump ball to Julio. Like, you know what? I'm good with that. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> We're going to try that, and I like it. The second play is, like, the dumbest little, like, they try to do a shovel pass. Yeah. Like, in the middle of your big-ass defensive line. No way. <laughs> I don't even remember the third play because so, I was so mad. And then, like, it's fourth and nine, and you have to throw one up to Julio. Okay? Yeah. Uh, we're, so, we're taking along on the recap. We are. We, we want to. Yeah. Skip ahead the NFC Championship This game. one can be quick. Yeah. Basically, Vikings fans can suck a nut. Because they come into Philly, they're hyping up. We're gonna take over Philly. You're seeing like these barstool sports, like all over Twitter, like things of the stupid skull. skull. Like fuck off. And then they like quote unquote invade Philly with like. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. <laughs> I, get, I get this picture in the group message from Zach, and he's more talking about the skull chance. So he gets mad when I bring up the numbers here. But it's like from an angle that looks like, oh shit, they're taking over Philly. Yeah. And then I sent a, another one to him, like a helicopter that must have got the picture. And it's like 36 people yeah. standing on the art museum steps. Right. Going, skull. Yeah. Skull. Like, and then they put Viking shit all over Rocky. Now. Then they get their asses handed them, and they want to talk about Eagles fans being mean. This is what they did. They walked in, picked up a hornet's nest, bounced it around a few times, <laughs> tried to sit it back, and then got mad when they got stung all over the place. Like, you had... I'm of the thinking of someone who's been to every Philly sports team home game in a bunch of different situations, that generally speaking, you are okay to be a visitor and wear the visiting stuff to a game if... You don't talk shit, and when shit is talked to you, you smile and laugh it off. Yeah. You're good to go then. Like, it's really not as bad as people make it seem. You're not just going to show up on the other team and get the shit kicked out of you. Right. However, if you are just going to show up and get the shit kicked out of you, it's going to be at an Eagles game, and it's yeah. going to be at a home NFC Championship game. Well, yeah. And it's going to be when you put shit on Rocky and well, act okay. cocky the I, whole time. Yeah, all right. But that doesn't excuse, like, every like every single Vikings fan game. They had it asking for him. All right. Like they now throwing or throwing full beer bottles, yeah, too much. But right. getting cussed out and all that stuff, it was gonna happen. And you had I, well, not to mention what time was the game? Oh, like it was a late game. Yeah, like so uh, you're drinking from six a.m. <laughs> yeah, no way. There, no way. Like fifty percent of that crowd wasn't like oh, half drunk yeah. or more. No, <laughs> just hammered. And uh, it was funny too. I saw on on Twitter the one bar. Uh, in Minnesota now because now the Eagles are taking right. over Minnesota. Yeah. And, not, uh, they the one bar play. had like a, a little sign out front that says Eagles fans step on in and have a free beer thrown at you. Which <laughs> I thought was hilarious. Clever. I like it. It is clever. But yeah. I would do it. If you catch it, free beer. Fuck yeah. Even if you don't catch it, I mean, rub some dirt on it, free beer. Free beer. Yeah. I would hold them to it too. Yeah. I'd walk in and I'd just put your hands up. Get in an athletic stance. Right. You're good to go. Free beer. As long as it's not like glass bottle. Yeah, or like Irvin Santana throwing it at you. Why Irvin Santana? This is a twins nice, picture. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Wow. I don't know why I, I immediately <laughs> pictured Irvin Santana on the Angels. <laughs> What's happening to me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So we kicked the shit out of them. There's not a whole lot to talk about. It wasn't even a ball game. And poor our our boy Case Keenum. Nah, fuck him. Our boy Case Keenum, just the it uh, look, the clock, the clock struck twelve oh, yeah. for Cinderella. Oh yeah, and in, they have an interesting quarterback situation. No, they have they have three quarterbacks. None of them are signed next year. Yeah, 
It'll be interesting yeah, to see what they do. Yeah. But uh, anyway, here we are. We're in the Super Bowl, and it's Dynasty versus Dogs. Yep. The ridiculous thing here about the Pats, and Pete will tell you, I'm like, I don't believe in this isn't the part he'll tell you. But I don't believe in people that have like, oh, this is my AFC team, that's my NFC team. Yeah. Or like ALNL. No, fuck off. You have one team. You do. I have one team. It's the Eagles. That's the part he'd clarify. However, Eagles don't go to Super Bowls for the most part. Right. And when the Super Bowl comes, I appreciate Tom Brady. I'm in the minority with that. You are. But I love the whole story, the underdog thing. I always picked against, or I always picked his side against Peyton and everything. So it's kind of a cool matchup for me because. I, the, there's nobody I hate here. Like, yeah. if we were playing, like, I realize you can't play the Cowboys in the Super Bowl for the Eagles, but, you know, a team that I hate like the Cowboys, like, oh, man, I'd be getting, like, sweating bullets even more. But the ridiculous thing here with the Pats is they could win in the Brady-Belichick era three Super Bowls in four years. Twice. Twice. Ten years apart. Ten years apart. It's unbelievable. What in the fuck? And I guess it was actually nine seasons, but like what a, you know, yeah. they went nine seasons without winning a Super Bowl. Like how, how was how did that happen? I don't understand it. But Eagles are here trying to get their first Super Bowl. Right. I'm gonna say the key matchup here. I don't know if you had this predetermined, uh, but you can just think off the top of your head. But the key matchup in this game, I think, is going to be Danny Amendola Patrick versus Robinson. Patrick Robinson. That's a that's definitely um, a big key. Yeah, I don't know if that's the biggest one. We'll we'll see what Gronk's status is going to be. Yeah, because whenever whenever Gronk plays, man, Gronk is going to play. Like they like they don't always use him all the time because they're trying to protect him because he's gotten banged up quite a bit in his career. Right. But when they unleash Gronk like they did on the last drive of the Steelers against the Steelers earlier right. in the year, like, and it would be him versus Malcolm Jenkins. I would right. assume. Who I mean, that's that that's as good of a guy to throw against him as you can. But like, right, it's still Gronk. Right, so. Now, that would also be a big one. But the reason why I say that is because it seems like his whole career, Brady always, like, his number one target... Uh, slot guy. Is his slot guy. I mean, uh, you've seen it with Wes Welker. Deion Branch. You've seen it with Deion Branch. You've seen it with Julian Edelman. Troy Brown. Troy Brown. Right. And with Edelman out all year, it's been Danny Amendola when he's healthy. And especially yeah. recently, like, in the Jaguars game, it was Danny. 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 Yeah. I think he had two touchdowns, right? He did. Uh... And that ridiculous third and eighteen play. How is he wide open? <laughs> We're watching. I'm like, what? How? What is going on? Yeah. Why aren't you just stacking the line at the, at the yard at the at the sticks? Right. And like, okay, you can't go. Like, you're not. That's what the Eagles do all the time. I, know. I love it. Like, that's a really um, smart play. But and then on the other side, Patrick Robinson, who will often play in the slot area, right. is I, I forget if it's three or four, but either the third or fourth best corner in the NFL according to PFF this year. Which right. I'm not a big PFF guy. So then you can't use it. Well, to say it, it's good. noteworthy. Okay, I'm not like hanging my hat on it. I'm just saying, you know, yeah, a little note. Okay, so okay. it's kind of strength on strength, right? And so it, I want to see what happens as far as that goes. Overall, I mean, again, I'm biased, but it seems to me that of the Super Bowl teams that the Patriots, like the Super Bowl championship Patriot mm-hmm. teams in this era. This seems to me like the worst one. Like, if you were going to compare this to the teams that have won the championship. Well, I mean, one easily argued point would be, look who they had to beat to get here. Right, nobody. Not, I mean, the, the Jags had a good defense, okay, but, but, like, they haven't had to play a good offense or a good quarterback right. yet. And, then and they the, probably, they're actually not playing a good quarterback yet. Yeah, and then, with on the other hand, the argument can be made... And I might not even fully endorse this argument, but the argument can be made that the Eagles are the best team that they've had to play in their Super Bowl era, in the, in the Belichick-Brady mm, era. Not with Nick Foles. I know that, uh, well, that's a fair point. But uh, uh, Russell Wilson, probably, that team is probably the best team. Well, it might have been ones they won. I forget when oh. I saw the stat. Or no, they did, they, they did win. They beat them. What am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, and they, they also beat uh, the greatest show on turf. Well, yeah, but the... The Eagles are the first team that they've played that has offense and defense total uh, ranked in the top five in the league. Yeah, but that's not Nick Foles. It's not with Nick Foles. So, I I see what you're saying. Right. But, eh. So, 
I don't know. I think, honestly, the Eagles are being undersold like they have been for the whole playoff run. I don't... Yeah, I mean, I guess the mainstream media is underselling them, but, like, everybody I listen to, it's like, this is going to be a tight game. Right. I, that's how, And that's how I feel. I mean, you, it's known, like, the Patriots haven't won a Super Bowl by more than three points, right? Uh, is that a thing? I mean, last year they won on that touchdown. Edit. Okay, yeah. But, all right, that's true. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They're that wet. <laughs> Yeah. They don't win. They win tight games. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they're not blowing people out. It was a suit. It was an overtime. So it, it uh, was. All right. Well, that kind of brings us to the spread here. It's four and a half. It is. I'm gonna shock the world, and I'm gonna take the Eagles. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> so this game is my hell. Okay. It is my absolute hell. Yes. I. Who are you rooting for? Beat the Jets fan. Yeah, I'm a Jets fan. A diehard Jets fan. But I live in an area that has Eagle fans in it. Let and me I tell went you to a school. Too. I went to a school in which I was surrounded by Eagle fans. And my argument for possibly rooting for the page, I'm actually undecided still because I'm not sure. I'm almost ready. I'm just ready for it to be over. Like, it's time. The Patriots to be yeah, over? Yeah, it's, t- it's time. Look, here's the other but, interesting on, thing me... you have, I, you got to take into consideration. Go ahead. When I lived in Ocean City yeah. the first time, was a summer after the Ravens had just won that Super Bowl Kill that I me. just referenced. Kill me. Oh, it was miserable. Well, that's the thing. I grew up in a town in Hanover. It's not far from Maryland. All right. That's like the Ravens are almost worse. Yes. And then I went to college, and it's like Jesus. Now it's the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. So now I hate the Ravens and the Eagles. All right. This is like off point, but yeah, I almost like adopted the Orioles as like a little soft spot when I was living down there. Yeah. Because nobody was like jerking it as much. Like it was like yeah. I could handle it. Then it was like, oh my god, Ravens like, oh, Joe Flacco's elite, and I'm like, everyone kill yourself, jump off a bridge. Yeah, he sucks. He's killed. He's killed that team oh, ever since that. Yeah, Super Bowl with he that was contract. like the highest paid. Oh, right. But that's neither here nor anyway. Right. Let me get back to this. Yeah, the thing that never really affects me about the Patriots winning Super Bowls, I don't have any friend who's a Patriots fan. Yeah, the only thing you have to deal with is the media because so many fucking people are from Boston in the media that yeah. you just. You get to the jerk fest for like the next month, <laughs> so that, I mean that kind of sucks. Right. But like I don't have anybody immediately like just blowing off, you know, blowing off right. about their team. So I'm actually undecided. I hate I hate this game. I just hate it. I was rooting for the Jaguars. Another thing, I'm over at Alex's house, and all this everybody in the room is rooting for the Patriots. They don't want to face the Jaguars. I wanted to play. Like, and just, beat the Patriots. Just get the dub, though. It was, again, 2008 Phillies logic. All right. I wanted the... That was a... What was it? Red Sox, uh, Rays, yeah. ALCS. I wanted the Red Sox. I was like, bring on the Sox. I want to beat either the Yankees or Sox. The Yankees aren't an option anymore. We're beating the Sox. And then the fucking Rays... And it's like... Don't get me wrong. I was at the parade. I will gladly claim the championship. <laughs> but, like... Who'd you what? beat that year? The Rays. What? So you don't want to beat and was another there any... Florida team who doesn't get high attendance? Yeah. And, like, was there any players on that Rays team that, like, you look back on and was like... David Price. But he's yeah, he's a rookie. He yeah. pitched out of the pen. David Price. Uh, Evan Longoria was... Whatever. Cool Carl Crawford. Same deal. Yeah. Yeah. Not as, not as rewarding as if you would have beat the Red Sox. So I wanted the rewarding, like, we're taking down the dynasty. This is going to be the game that ends the dynasty right here. So that's what I wanted. And I got oh, it. well, anyway, I got the matchup anyway. Back to the spread. I also am going to take the Eagles plus four and a half. That a boy. Uh, yeah, I just think like I've like I incorrectly pointed out earlier that the Patriots have won. Uh, they win close games. They win close games. None they don't their, play blowout Super Bowls. They don't play blowout Super Bowls. So, and I don't think necessarily think like this is a, a matchup in which they would do that. I mean, your defense is pretty good. Here's what I do think could happen. I think Belichick is going to look at that Giants week uh-huh. where they scored what thirty, almost thirty points on you guys. What game? Um, the Foles. Oh, both Giants games. I mean, they 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 scored points on you guys both times you played. Okay. Doing the quick passing. Oh yeah. I mean, that's got to. That's be... what you have to do. Right. To negate. It, I mean, honestly, I don't know why I'm not like a millionaire football coach. Because that's I'm being <laughs> facetious, but like. I can see these things with the Eagles. Like, you know what makes me almost mad? I enjoy it. But, like, when a team allows the Eagles to get a good run on second and ten. Yeah. The run's coming. Yeah. Guess what? It's second and ten we're running. It's unbelievable. That always happens. It's every time. And 
I pointed out like week one and Pete's like, yeah, whatever. And then he was like, kept watching games. This happens every time. But it's the same thing like with that. Like, the, How do you beat the Eagles defense? You go a lot of quick passes. Yeah, I mean, I like I, if I were game planning or if I, I'm guessing what Belichick is going to game plan, it's not going to be a lot of running. No. And it's going to be a lot of backs. Like James White could be brought out of the... You know, brought out of the grave again to have a big game. Right, catching the ball in the backfield. I think Deion Lewis can pretty much do. I mean, he can too. do that too. But I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if you have two of those guys in the backfield doing routes as well, right? Like, that that's a problem, right? Like Cooks and Amendola and Gronk. Yeah, and those two guys. So I don't know. I, that's what I would think is gonna. That's how how I would think they're gonna attack you mm-hmm. and try to negate some of that blitz that you're gonna get on them. Because I don't know if their offensive line is as good as it has. They're, like you said, their entire team around them isn't as good, it seems. Especially the defense. All right. The defense is atrocious. It's right. really not that great. So we'll see. But I definitely would expect them to come out and look for the quick passes. On the other hand, I think the Eagles are going to have a healthy amount of those quick passes coming off like RPOs. Yes. And I think they're going to use a lot of that to set up again a lot more D threats. Like I could see five or six... 30-plus yard, like, throws by the Eagles at some point this year. Especially coming in as the dog, like, mm-hmm. you're... You, take your shot. Yeah, you take your yeah. shot. Kind of like they did against the Vikings last and I'll week. I'll tell you, yeah. And, they kind of emptied the playbook with the flea flicker and stuff. Well, and you kind of get... And Foles is totally a rhythm guy. You mm-hmm. can, t- like, when he has it, he has it. And right. when he doesn't, he doesn't. It's that simple. Yeah, if you make him move his feet in the pocket, he's not very good. Right. And, like, in that Vikings game early on, you could tell, like, oh... He's got it tonight. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, throws were on the money. Yeah. That one to Torrey Smith that he dropped oh. on the money. Yeah. And then the, the one rest that he caught in the flea flicker, that couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah. I mean, he dropped a couple in the bucket. Yeah. So. So but I, I would anticipate you guys to come out. I think you can really punish them in the running game. Yeah. I think Ajayi and Blunt can really do damage. I agree that that could happen. And, Plus, you want to keep the ball away from Brady. And Clement in, in the passing game can do damage. Because their linebackers aren't. Side to side. Fast. I would also like to point out, which I've probably done every pod now, but I was on the. Yes, I built I the know. Clement bandwagon. Right. Okay. You you were there. You got the piece of plywood. You put it together. Yes. Just the same thing with Brees Hoskins, but we'll move. All on. right. Yeah. Uh, so you want to do some prop bets? Yeah. All right. Prop bets. So again, we're both on the Eagles uh, plus four and a half. So you should jump on as well. Uh, what do we want to start with? Uh, like, kind of goofier prop bets or player prop? Bets? Let's get a couple player ones out there. Okay. Here's this one. And I've Pete's being surprised with I think ninety nine percent of these. Yes. So, all right. First, passing touchdown. Foles or Brady? Uh, Foles plus one forty four. Brady minus one seventy four. I I would never bet that, but I mean, I can I tell you my logic. Yeah. Okay. Your logic. I don't know that I love this one either, but it's Foles. And here's why. <laughs> if the Patriots win the coin toss, the Eagles are getting the ball first. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call, good call. And you're getting plus odds at right. plus 144. Right. So, knowing, and I don't know what the Eagles are going to do. If right. we win the coin toss, we might want to go start on offense. So, there's about a 75% chance the Eagles start with the ball, I would say. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're giving me a 75% start of, of starting with the ball Dude, and plus 144 odds that my guy says first touchdown. This is your most logical, like, thought process ever for a bet. Thank I'm you. really proud of you. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Yeah, so Foles plus 144. There's a touchdown before Brady. Yeah. Come I at mean, me. Yeah. All right. Not bad. Not bad. I probably still, that's not one of a bet I love, but I like your logic. Okay. Um, how about this one? Throws and interception. I got odds for both of them. Okay. Foles, yes, minus 138. No, plus 108. Okay. Brady, yes, throws an interception, plus 108. No. No, minus 136. So it's basically inverse. Right. <sighs> I don't even see, even when Nick Foles has a bad game, he's not a turnover machine. Yeah, he doesn't really. So I like the Foles at no plus one oh eight. Yeah, I don't hate the Brady at yes. Yes, and I and I was just gonna say that because like, go look at Brady in his Super Bowl history. Like, even in the great games he has, he like might yeah. turn, turn one over. Well, and here's the th- okay, here's some logic. He threw two picks against Seattle that Super Bowl. He, he threw, threw one, at least one the last Deion year. Jones I can remember. One, right? Yeah, to um, Atlanta. Yeah. 
My my thing with this is okay. So, no, Alfred. Yeah, yeah, Robert Alfred. Yes. yes. Um, my thing with this is okay. We don't know the status of Gronk. I mean, we expect Gronk to play. Yeah. But like, all of a sudden, if for whatever reason he's not out of the game, that puts more pressure on everyone else. And he's a big like he takes up a big part of the defensive game plan. All right. So like, if you for whatever reason could get him out, or he's not a hundred percent. And your pass rush is doing well. Like the better pass rush typically is a, like a thing that can generate a bad throw. Mm-hmm. So I don't hate it, but let me get, let me. These get aren't th- saucy enough odds for me to okay. get involved. Let me give you one I love. Okay, Tory Smith over or under thirty two and a half yards. Oh, I love the over. I mean, here's the thing. He he's might the, only catch one ball. And it's going to be for 33 yards. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's got to catch one, though. I mean, that's that's the only thing. They here. targeted him deep, like real deep, right. twice last I know. week. Yeah, and the thing is, and though, throughout the season, they target him deep. The, re- the reason it, it's scary is because Torrey Smith is not going to catch four balls for like 50 yards. He's not going to be involved not. in the game plan like that. Like, if you're going to win this, you might get two catches. <laughs> like... Number one, he might get three targets, and a lot of them are going to be deep, and you have to catch one. Like, you have to, to win this yeah. thing. But I don't hate it. I, I love it, though. Like, you're not it. taking the under on that. No. 32 and a half. If it's either the over or stay away. Right. I remember a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was Marshawn Lynch's backup, whoever that would have been at the time. And his over-under was like... Turban. Yeah, Turban. Yeah. It's like 23 and a half yards rushing. I'm like, why in fuck's sake in the Super Bowl are they handing it off to Robert Turbin? Like, you run Marshawn Lynch into the ground. Right. So I'm like, under. What do you know? He busts off like a 25-yard <laughs> run. And I was like, I'm no, never again on those levels. And- <laughs> I'll give you another one I love. Okay. And normally my motto is, life's too short to bet the under. Right. Zach Ertz, longest reception, 18 and a half yards. Under. Yeah, he, he never gets targeted like 20 yards downfield. It's it, short of that. And he's, he'd have to break a tackle. As much as I love him, he is not a yak guy. No. At all. He no. catches the ball, and you, maybe you're lucky if you get two yards after that. Right. I don't. I like that one. I love that um, one. Yeah, the only thing you have to worry about there is him breaking a tackle. Right. Somebody missing a tackle. I mean, how many catches does he have this year of 19-plus yards? Like, uh, Yeah, probably under... Not much. 10? I'll give you another one I like pretty good here. Okay. Danny Amendola. Over under fifty one and a half yards. I think that's an over, right? Yeah, that's, that's actually I like that one. Yeah, I mean, you would think he's going to see some targets. I would assume like what nine targets? Yeah, that's probably fair. And catches at least six. Probably fair. Catches six balls, so you need like nine yards a catch. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, I like the I, over, I like and that that's one. a very modest like approach to that. Right. I like that one there. Okay. That's not bad. And, like, in, in go-to situations, like, when it's... Let's just say the Patriots get down, like, a touchdown or 10 points. All right. That, they're just going to hit him all day. They're going to pepper him all right. a lot. Which comes back to my Patrick Robinson thing. We'll see how well he can handle it. But yeah, uh, this one here, I might love this one the most out of all of them. <laughs> out of them so far. I'm only remembering how I feel about him as, as I read them. But <laughs> uh, this goes back to my Torrey Smith uh, one where I love him over 32 and a half yards. Torrey Smith, longest reception, 13 and a half yards. Like, if he catches one, you win. He's yeah. not going to... What? Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a very logical bet. The thing is, he has to catch one. Right. I mean, he could easily not catch one. Yeah. But I think if you were just betting, will Torrey Smith catch a pass? I would bet yes. Sure. And assuming that you uh, think he will catch a pass, right. and you pound the over 13 and a half yards right. on his longest catch... Yeah, I kind of like that one, too. Yeah. All right. Um, Fair enough. Oh, this one's fun. And there's no logic to this one. Okay. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) This is getting towards the goofier ones. But uh, first completion, either team, over or under eight and a half yards. I mean... This is logical again, by the way. Under. Yeah. What's everyone's yards per completion? It's under eight and a half. So you just statistically look at it, like, on the season they average less than eight and a half yards of completion. You're probably not going to have your first completion be a bomb. So that takes out those. Yeah, I mean, it's probably solid. Honestly, I could see both first completions being, like, something just to get them going. It's going to be to James White, Mm -hmm. or it's going to be to... Like I said, the Eagles are probably going to have the ball. So you're more looking at the Eagles. Right. First completion is probably a slant to Alshon. Mm -hmm. Six, seven yards. Maybe. 
You win the bet. It's not, it's not a bad idea considering like what we've talked about or what I think would be their game plan. Quick passes. Yeah. Eagles, I mean, you're not coming out of the gates going nuts with falls. Mm-hmm. You got to get him going, get his confidence up, right? So, yeah, I like that one. Okay, how about this one? Longest run of the game. I got Blunt and Ajayi written down. Okay. okay. Blunt, longest run of the game, over under nine and a half. Under. Under? Yeah. That's scary, though, isn't it? Because, god damn it, he's a beast. Yeah, I, I like the over. But, like, he's not a guy who breaks a big one. Right, and the problem, but he does, like, if he gets past... Dude, if he gets the, past the first line of... Like, if right. he gets past that defensive line... If he goes untouched... He's carrying yeah, somebody. if he goes untouched, like, a half a yard past the line of scrimmage, <laughs> then you're get getting it. the over nine and a half. He might get it there, yeah. Right. It's tough to bring down. The problem with that is he might only get six or seven carries. Yeah. And That's so you're really rolling the dice. Yeah. But I honestly think I would go over nine and a half. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would do that. I couldn't do that. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. How about a Jai? Over under 14 and a half. Now, see, he busts. He's not like a home run hitter in that he can go 80 without getting caught. Yeah, he's caught, not very fast. But, like, he does bust some, like, pretty moderately yeah, long runs. I mean, I don't. I like. The, I think the numbers are at a point right there where I wouldn't touch. Right. I think. The, I think for I a Jai, four, you go under fourteen. Obviously, I would. I would feel more comfortable with Blunt under nine and a half. Than you would under fourteen yeah. and a half for Jai. Right. Because like like you just said, the opportunity. You're right. And like when Blunt is in the game, you know. Okay, so if he gets seven carries, you know they're going to be dumb and run him twice out of the shotgun, and he's absolutely not getting nine yards <laughs> out of the shotgun. He has to be. Like it has to be like a. The quarterback has to be under center. And yeah. He's got ahead of steam. Yeah. So there you go. You got five other chances, and you would think, like when you see Blunt in the game, like that guy's not a pass catching threat. Like I go. feel like, and I got no numbers to back me up on this, but it just feels like if you're giving me five random Blunt carries, the two of them are going for like zero or negative one though. Right. So <laughs> so you got like three chances. so you got three chances, but like if the guy's averaging four yards a carry, like one of those other three are a pretty long run. And by pretty long, I mean, like, over nine and a half. <laughs> like, ten. Yeah. You need the ten. Yeah. Because, like, they don't give you half yards in the league. It's nine or ten, right? right? Yeah. So you need the ten. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm taking the over, though. I feel all right, right about it. That's fine. Um, how about this one? And I don't even understand this one, because how is it not yes? Oh, my God. Does Bill Belichick wear a hoodie? <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> yes, minus 110. No, minus 120. What? Yeah. Is that easy? I mean, we, we have to go examine the tape. Yeah, we do. Super Bowls. I mean, I think before he has worn, like, the little, like, baseball coach sports. Yeah, that's what it would be. It won't be a hoodie. It'll be that. You think? The hoodie won't wear a hoodie on the Super Bowl. It'll be like, yeah, it'll be like the... How does he not wear a hoodie? It'll be the windbreaker baseball manager yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Windbreaker, with, like, the big pouch. The I couldn't think of. The big pouch up front yeah. where he keeps his playbook. Yeah, that's definitely what it is. I don't know, man. I feel like I gotta look up an image of uh, the Super Bowl last year. Anyways, while I'm trying to do that, if he does wear a hoodie, yeah, hoodie color, this might be my favorite bet for no reason. Like, uh, there's nothing I love here. Well, actually, there's one I love here, but there's no lot. Blue? Fuck no, not blue. No, all right, let me give you the odds. What? So hoodie color gray, plus one hundred one. Okay. Terrible bet. <laughs> blue, plus one hundred two. Now, I feel like that would be, like, a more common color, but no. Sure. Terrible bet. Red? Red. Plus 613. Why am I getting plus 613 on red? <laughs> Has he ever worn one? That's a, <laughs> this is one where Vegas knows something that we don't. Yeah. So you don't pick that one. He's not wearing a red one. <laughs> he will stick out, like, are the Pats wearing white? Uh, Yes. He'll stick out like a sword. Oh, one. that's a good point. He's not, He's not going to wear red when they're wearing white. Yeah. It's gray. Gray's the bet. Take it. Book it. That's a mortgage bet right there. All right, dude, I think he wore a blue hoodie last year for the Super Bowl, if these images look accurate. But what color did the Patriots wear? They wore white. Ooh. Interesting. All right. They've actually... Oh, that's another terrifying stat that I... When they wear white? Like, 12 of the last 13 Super Bowl champs, I think, is the one when they wear that's white. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's not even a real thing. <laughs> All right, um... Oh, and then this one, I got to look at the screenshot because there's no fucking way I was writing all these down. Uh, Justin Timberlake, first song at a halftime. All right. Can't Stop the Music, plus 350. Can't Stop the Music. Or Can't Stop. Feeling? The Feeling. Jesus. It's Can't Stop the dot, dot, dot. Yeah. All right. 
I fucked that up. Sexy back, plus four fifty. Interesting. I like that one. Right, uh, you just kind of like cry me a river plus eight fifty. Absolutely not. No, get the fuck Dude, out. Cry me a river to open up the Super Bowl. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Rock your body plus seven hundred. Not bad. Minor or sorry, mirrors plus no. thousand. No, get out. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it. Uh, filthy plus two fifty. No, I don't even know if I know that one. Filthy. <laughs> Who is this? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, true colors plus fourteen eighty two. Do you know that one? No. Uh... I mean, I'm sure all these songs I've heard. Yeah, there's other ones that I've never heard okay, of. Okay, so, All right. The bet is... Sexy Back, plus fifty. Well, 450. See, the Can't, Maybe I'm just can't Stop old. the Feeling is what his his late, like his newest song. Okay. Like, newest famous song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe that's the one. But I feel like Sexy Back would be, like, a good... Everyone knows it. Throwback. Yeah. Like, get everybody started. Like, remember, this is JT. Like, he's pretty cool, right? Yeah. First yeah. of all, how are they letting him back? I don't know. Maybe like... Just America out, wants another boob. Yeah, pull out another boob and just make the NFL feel so stupid. And drop the mic. That would be hilarious. Yes. Boob. Don't even play mic. a song. Just yeah. play like one note. Boob. Maybe one boob with the left hand on that side of the body and another boob with your right hand on the other side of the body. Like two different girls. Two boobs. Yeah. That would be ideal. Uh, all right. Now let me get you to the bets here that are the easiest wins of all time. Dude, I is there like... I, the way you sound, I mean, you're just winning every bet here so far. Yeah, pretty much. You're so clear. Everything's so easy. <laughs> All, right. All right. What's next? Let's. let's Al go. Michaels says. Oh God. Yeah. Odds. <laughs> That's the word. Odds. Yes. But what, what do you have to pay? Minus one thousand. Okay. Plus five hundred for now. Clearly, Why it's would you yes. Pass? Okay. I because mean, it's. Okay. But the but, opening line is the Eagles beat the odds to get here. I won. <laughs> But are you gonna? Are, what are you gonna lay? A hundred dollars to win ten? I don't know. Ten thousand. Yeah, I don't believe you at all. <laughs> but we all should, right? Yes. <laughs> like if you have the money out there, please bet ten thousand dollars on Al Michaels saying odds. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and even better one, same odds, minus a thousand for yes, plus five hundred for no. Underdog. They yeah. wear the dog mask for God's but, sake. Yeah, that's some good logic right there. Like. It, it, He's probably gonna say that. That'll be. Oh, they beat the odds as a bunch of underdogs. <laughs> That's what's gonna be the first sentence. Two wins. Yeah. There's two thousand dollars. Yeah. Ugh. And then this one might be even better, just because the odds are so much better. Vegas. Vegas makes the odds. If he says odds, he's probably going to say but, Vegas. But I, I don't think he's but this ever one's alludes to Vegas. Plus 200 that yeah. he says Vegas. So you're getting plus odds here. Right. I don't like that one because whenever he talks about gambling, he sneaks it in there. Like, uh, you like know, Vegas is still t- too taboo or something. Right, yeah. It's not a. It's definitely not a thing he comes out and says like blatantly. Like You have to understand that. That one I can respect, that about. opinion. I don't think so. Maybe stay away from that one out of these. But here's another one: plus one thirty for yes. Plus one thirty. Okay. City of brotherly love. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I wish everyone could see Alex's face. <laughs> he is dumbfounded that this is even an option. Like clearly, he's gonna say this. Are you kidding me? Wait, does Al have to say it? Oh no, I think City of Brotherly Love. Sorry, the first three were Al. Yeah. The City of Brotherly Love was Al or Chris. Yeah, you could see here Chris Collins were saying something corny. Right. It's going to be like, the, the Eagles beat the Vegas odds as underdogs. <laughs> yeah, the City of Brotherly Love really did it. And it's going to be four wins just rolled out <laughs> in like six seconds. It's insane. How are these not Oh, my God. All right. You should parlay all these. I know. <laughs> Damn. That would be nice. Um, and then this one, which I should have done with the JT first song thing. And I know this one will get uh, Pete hyped. Member of Sync makes a halftime show appearance. Yes. Yes is plus 181. It's plus? Yes. Dude, <laughs> if there is one thing that's happening, InSync is fucking getting down at the single <laughs> half time, all right? No is minus 251. Like, what world are we living in? <laughs> I don't know. These are from Dude, bookmaker.eu. Bye, 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 motherfuckers. Yes. That's what's happening. Ah. Oh, oh, my God. I couldn't believe any of those. And then, that's this a good one. one. We should, that's a good bet right there. Yeah. Like, come on. It's not the whole band. It's a member. Like, you're not going to have... Like, first of all, the whole band's probably going to be there. Wow. Yeah, it's either one or... It's, it's all or nothing. There's no way it's just like, yeah, Joey Fatone shows up to hang out. Like... <laughs> Why do you know Joey Fatone? <laughs> Dude, I know all the members. J.C. Chavez, Lance Bass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on. Don't you know your boy bands, you dumbass? 
right. Um, and there was always that weird guy, Chris something. You know his he, name. He's the last. Chris somebody. All right. I don't know. I couldn't name one, like, Backstreet Boy. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, no, no. Nick Carter. Nick Carter. Brian. AJ. Howie. Kevin. I don't know their last names, but that's all, that's all Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, I, I could... I could do Nick Carter. Okay. Um, anyways, this one is fun, too. Eli Manning. Does he appear in a commercial? <laughs> yes, minus 120. No, minus 110. First of all, let's just examine this for a second. Other than also playing football, what the fuck does Eli Manning... Like, what are the chances this bastard shows up in a commercial? That's as random as anyone. You but, could put Rosie O'Donnell, and it'd be the same odds. <laughs> no, it's not. But you have to remember who his brother is. Right. There Kate. could be some sort of Papa John's like dumb like commercial with both brothers. And you said the over under for Peyton is two and a half commercials. Yes, that was gonna so, be the, that was gonna be the next and there unfortunately will be last Peyton one on Manning my list. commercials. There will be. Well, all right. also these are these are things right here that Vegas freaking knows. They know it. Right. I would be a little concerned. They know that this these is, things. This is fixed. They have the inside information of what the hell is happening and what Super Bowl commercials are going to be. Like, somebody knows. So if it's an obvious no with something as random as Eli Manning, yes. you pick the yes. <laughs> I could see that. So yeah, Peyton Manning is the next one. Over under two and a half. Over is plus 106. So you're saying plus 106. Three commercials is a lot. That is. And That's a lot of commercials. Two or less is minus 136. Unless Papa John's buys three commercials. Right. I would assume that Does you he have can, any other sponsors? I mean, he could easy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if he doesn't currently, like, he's everywhere. Or is he, like, in an NFL commercial? Like, NFL? You know what I just talked myself in is the over on that. Because... Two Papa John's Yes, that's what I... That's... The, you, that's, you talked it's to It's like a running story. Like, it's it, the first commercial runs into the second one. It's like him and J.J. Watt, like, blah, 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 Right, blah. like, you see it, and then, like, another commercial happens, and then it's back to that commercial or something. Right. Or just two fucking Pop John's. They're everywhere, dude. Like, if there's one thing for certain, if you can find these odds in a pop bet anywhere, will Papa John's have a commercial? It's fucking yes. <laughs> Parlay that with uh, fucking Bud Light, and you're going to make yourself rich. <laughs> well, you... <laughs> the odds on that parlay are still hell. And Doritos. Cor- yeah. Parlay all three. Great. You're still paying 1000 to get 100 bucks. <laughs> but, so, all right. If you need at least three commercials, I'm checking off at least one on Papa John's. Yeah. And then at least one on miscellaneous company that you can't think of right now. I don't know. Like fucking, oh. Oh! I just remembered. He's on uh, Nationwide. It's over. That's it. It's over. Drop the mic. Yeah. Chicken parm. No, it's, yeah, yeah, you're going over. Plus odds on that over, too. Plus 106. Well, see, that's the thing. You're ho- you. That's where they know, and we don't. So somehow he's going to be on one, one Papa, commercial, one and he's going to fucking Eli is going to walk in. Right. One Papa John and one Nationwide. Is there a third? That's that's the thing. See, I'm having a hard time believing there's going to be one Papa John, though. We could do some research and figure out if they've right. done it before. Although, I remember Papa himself coming out and yelling at the NFL for, like, the kneelers, because I guess, like, it caused... Uh, you know, right. a stir up with the NFL, and less people were Her ordering business. Papa John's. Right, interesting. Probably because, like, one, their well, relationship the with the NFL. We're yeah. back to the under. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh God, I almost <laughs> fell off my seat. <laughs> we're back to the under. <laughs> yeah, so if Papa's not doing good business, how's he gonna buy two Super Bowl? I don't Bowl know. Commercials? I think a Super Bowl commercial is like two million dollars at least. Oh, that's probably low. It's probably more than that. Oh man! All right, we're gonna have to do a special pod that's like five minutes long. About our final answer on Peyton Manning there. <laughs> Alright. That probably won't actually happen. Does that, does that wrap up the It does. The that's, that's all I got that's for fun. bets. That was a lot of fun. Alright, let's get back to business. Okay, what's business? So, you have this quarterback who's in the Super Bowl. His name is Nick Foles. Okay. You also have this quarterback who's probably the MVP of the league. He was the MVP of the league for 13 games. Alright, should be the MVP of the league. We're not going to debate that because he won't get it because he didn't play the full season. But anyway. What do you do if Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl? Uh, you immediately sit him on the bench and say, hey, what's up, to Carson Wentz. You wouldn't trade Nick Foles. Okay, well, I, okay. I thought you were going with some stupid QB controversy. No. Okay. I mean, all right. Listen, I'm sure some. if you guys win the Super Bowl, there will be some mainstream media. Some idiots. Will be like, hey, like Tune if Wentz. Those, well, those voices out. 
Right, like if if once for a reason Blake has to miss the first, like it was on the pup list, six yeah. games, and you guys go five and one, is no, there an issue? No, so it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, but all right, let's say you let's in a hypothetical world you win, Nick Foles Super Bowl winning quarterback. Right. He's a he's got one more year on his deal. Yep. But his value's at an all time high. Maybe not all time high because the original time when he threw those twenty seven touchdowns, two picks. But you had to give up a pick with him to get Sam Bradford. Right. So, but that was also Chip Kelly. All time high. Can we just settle on that? <laughs> sure. Please. If he wins the Super Bowl, he's at an all time high. All right. Fine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. What is the lowest draft pick you would take for him? The worst draft pick. Yeah. Um, we had this conversation last week after the game, mm-hmm. and I said that I would need, and I was on the high end here. Yes. I would need a top half of the second round pick. Okay. So like sixteen or better in the second round. So with you need a top fifty pick. Let's just say that. Yeah, we'll say top fifty. You need a top fifty pick. That's where I would be because the honestly, like if you just start naming the most important positions in football, you will not be done naming every starting position before you get the backup quarterback. Like backup quarterback is so important. I feel like it's gotten more important. Yeah. It's over just over the past like ten years. And, like, look at the Eagles Maybe I'm wrong. in general, too. Like, it, if you want to tell me for this scenario that Wentz comes back week one and all is all is dandy, then that's fine. Yeah. But, like, he might not be ready for week one. Might not be. Like, what if he's not ready? Let's remember he got injured in December, and this yeah. can be a 12-month injury. Like, what if he's not ready until week nine? Mm-hmm. You can't let your team start off four and five. Right. And now you're probably done for the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard, especially somebody coming back off an injury. Right, like he might not get acclimated right back in right away. Like right, so you really got to take all that into consideration. And then again, I don't even care if you just tell yourself, "Look, we have Nick for one more year. There's no way we're going to pony up to keep him after this year. He's going to walk." Right. And guess what? I don't care because if after this game, win or lose, rain or shine, let's say the Eagles lose by fucking forty, I don't care. Right. Who's the favorite to win the Super Bowl next year? It's the Eagles, in my opinion. I don't even think it's close. If they win? I don't care if we lose by 40. Oh, no, no, no. It'll be the Patriots again. See, I don't think so. Dude, like, the, the odds will come out that it will be the Patriots to win. Like, there's no doubt in my mind they will be the With a favorite. 41-year-old quarterback? But you just said it. Carson Wentz, if, they, if you lose and he's not ready, if he has, like, if you lose and there's still speculation well, that he won't start. But these odds are going to come out in, like, fucking April. Right, there will still be speculation that he won't be ready. Right. So, like, I don't think it'll be. But the, the team just went to the Super Bowl without. Still don't think it'll be the favorites. Right. No way. I would say that they are, and I'd be willing to make some kind of bet on. I that. would love to make a bet on. That. All right, we'll have to think about what that is. Well, we will. But yeah, that'd be my answer. Is I don't think he's worth because we're in win now mode. Is basically the gist of that. Gotcha. Whether or not you want to make us the favorite or the second favorite, whatever. But the Eagles go into next year thinking we're winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. So, if the goal is win the Super Bowl, backup quarterback becomes a pretty important position. Sure. If you're a team like to go extreme, like the fucking Browns, nobody gives a goddamn hoot who your right. backup quarterback is because you're fucked either way. The season's over. You want one quarterback. Right. But, like, if you're the Eagles again, you're trying to win now, so give me that quarterback. Here, here would be, I think I posed this question before, too. Let's, like, there's plenty of quarterbacks on the market who are backups, who could be backups. <laughs> Right, you could trade la, falls and sign someone right, else. Right, like in this hypothetical situation, let's use the great Jet quarterback Josh McCown. Okay, mm-hmm. if you knew you could get Josh McCown for like two years, a grand, like pay him out a total Just affordable of eight, money, eight million dollars. Yeah, two years, eight million dollars. Um, what is the worst pick you're taking for Nick Foles? Still the top top fifty pick? Because I see that I think that's where. Because when we initially talked, I said I would take a fourth round for him. And yeah, I realized... There's no way I would do that. What? There's no way I'd do a fourth. Right. And I think you guys made a good point in that Nick Foles is more valuable to you than he is to like a lot of other teams. Right. Because he has had success in your system. Yes. And he's acclimated to... And we're to, trying to win now. Right. And you're trying to win now. Right. That makes sense. So, I understand how... Here's how I I got talked down to the fourth. I think a third... Here's how I, I look. Yeah, at I think it. you would take a third. Here's how I've always looked at the draft. You should take a third. A first rounder is someone who you assume will be a very good starter, and you hope will be more. Right. 
A second rounder is someone you assume will be a contributor in like probably a starting fashion or like whatever. This guy's gonna play. Pretty much third round after that, you're kind of not sure what the fuck you're getting. I still think third round you're looking at a guy who you think can start. But I guess it also depends on the quality of your team. Right. And so. and like your likelihood of hitting on that is a lot less. Like, do you think that you could draft someone as valuable to your team as Nick Foles is in the third round? I mean, sure, you, like Brady yeah. was a sixth rounder, so anything's right, possible. But right. like again, you're trying to win now. What's the point in drafting some guy if like I don't know, let's say you draft like a fucking middle linebacker that might rotate in or something. Right. Like next year and I realize it'd be for down the line too, but like next year do you care about some middle linebacker that's gonna rotate in? What if it's an offensive lineman? I think we're actually real deep at offensive line. Somehow, Big V is the man, which I owe him an apology. <laughs> but he's, like, you don't even notice him, which is exactly what you want. Yeah. And, like, I've seen, like, Brian Baldinger and those guys break down tape where he's pancaking guys and stuff. And it's like, I don't know what's happening, <laughs> but it's happening. Who's your offensive line? Yeah, coach? and Jason Peters says, like, I'm coming back next year. So if we want him, we have basically Big V sitting in the backup role, which apparently... He can start now. Like, he's a good sure. offensive lineman now for some reason. So, like, we're deep at tackle there if that's the case. And then uh, I think at least our first two guards are really good. Um, obviously, I mean, no team just is loaded with backup offensive linemen. But, and then Kelsey's the man. So, uh, I mean, I don't really know that we, like, need an offensive lineman right now. All right. So, but to sum it up, Plus it we'll probably like take you want, one you want a top 50 pick if you trade. Yeah. I think I would. If if you were going to be able to sign a, a adequate backup, I think a third is fine. But I think we're almost splitting hairs. Yeah, like whatever. But I think we both It'll agree. Be interesting, I think though. everyone can agree though that I think that he's more valuable to you than he has a lot of people. I think there's two interesting uh, dynamics to this too, though. Is that from the Eagles' perspective, Howard Roseman holds a lot of like uh, power in this negotiating with trade and foals because mm-hmm. we can easily just keep him. And sure. I think we're content with that. Mm. And people are always looking for quarterbacks. But on the other hand, if there's ever a year to be in a buyer's market for quarterbacks, it's fucking this year. Maybe. Like Alex Smith just got traded today. I'm yes. sure you guys know that by now, by the time you're listening to this. But, Alex uh, Smith goes to the Redskins. Right, so there's one gone. But, I mean, you're going to have Kirk Cousins. Uh, Drew Brees, technically free agent. I'm sure he's staying. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, who else you got out there? I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. Uh, you got all three of those Vikings quarterbacks are free agents. Right. Who, I mean, say what you want, but, like, are they all... Well, I don't know, I don't know what the love for Bridgewater is. I never understood that, like, no. why he gets so But I bet two of those guys start next year, two right. of those three. And, like, possibly all three. Right. Are, are all three of those guys maybe top 32 quarterbacks in the league? Maybe. It's arguable, I right. think. Yeah. Right? Maybe. Maybe. So, like, okay. <coughs> right. There's three guys. Yeah, and you like Josh McCown will probably be Cardinals out there. Cardinals need quarterback. So there's gonna be quarterbacks shuffling around, and this is a year where there's gonna be more shuffling around than normal, probably. So and honestly, as much as I hate his stupid ass, in your scenario where it's like, oh, we could bring a quarterback back, mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, would I bring Sam Bradford back as the backup? Sure. Yeah, I'd do that. The thing is with Bradford, if you give him t- if you give him a clean pocket, he can play football. Not as much as falls. I don't know about that. I think yeah. Bradford's better than Foles. Oh, I'd, I'd take Foles. I but, but you like hate Bradford. Like you, you know that his stupid sleeves. You, like you hate him. There's a lot, a lot of bias. I yeah. think Bradford is better, but I do think like maybe you need like a more perfect situation for him. But he has a higher ceiling when that is there. I like Bradford. See, I thought he had a higher ceiling too when they originally did that. Trade. Hey man, that's wrong. Well, I'll, wait, Drew Brees just broke his record, but he was he held the record for completion percentage <laughs> in a year. 70%. It's impressive. Yeah, because every but pass is two yards. The biggest question everybody wants to know is, what what is the worst pick you would have taken for Foles three minutes into the Falcons game? Uh, like a sixth or seventh? Right. <laughs> How quickly things change. I know, right? I was, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to see yeah. some Sudfeld. You did Man, I mean, the leash was non-existent after the way that the regular season ended. Yeah, in both the Raiders game and then Week 17 when I only played. That when I heard drives. Sudfeld, I just started writing. <laughs> well, my pen and paper broke out. And I was, oh yes, I will remember this. Yeah. <laughs> we got anything else? I mean, 
so Kirk Cousins is available now. If I'm the Jets, I'd really enjoy having Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And I'd like to use that sixth pick to pick like Minka Fitzpatrick out of Alabama cornerback. It'd be a nice little thing working. I don't think that guy falls that far though. I yeah, I think he does. I mean, you have the Browns who have two picks. I think the Browns I mean, maybe from taken. everything I've seen, they have like if you're just power ranking guys, uh, and not considering like the fact that quarterbacks get taken way too early all the time. Right. Uh, I've seen him and and Barkley back and forth as the top rated guy in the draft. Yeah, I agree. So I don't think but, it goes all the way down to six. I mean, a lot of people are talking about there will be three quarterbacks in the top five, as in. The Browns will take one, the Giants will take one, and the Broncos will take one. Right, but you got to think about the shuffling, like I said, like with Kirk Cousins out there and stuff. Like he could easily well, sign could, yeah, with one of those teams. Happen. Well, that could happen, but then again, also, you could have people, like if the Broncos sign Kirk Cousins, maybe the Cardinals want to trade in to the top five and get, right. get their guy. There are teams who need a guy, right. who need their quarterback, and might be willing to move up to do That's so. That's just the worst thing you can do, though, is just like. Well, I mean, in the, we don't know. But I mean, would you moved up for Carson Wentz, right? And it worked out. But obviously, you're not. People I, don't seem to be as high on these guys right. as they were. Well, Wentz. even then, like I believe it or not, like I wasn't. I think the key is for me to not be completely sold on things, and then they go great. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was never bashing Wentz or that trade. But we gave up a lot, and I was like, I just don't know. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I didn't even have an opinion on Wentz. I was just like, I don't even know. Right. And I was like, God, I'm nervous because we're clearly all in. And we're going to be fucking the Sixers mid-process if we're wrong about this. Because he's going to be terrible if we don't have picks. North Dakota State. Yeah. But, Is that his college? Yeah. Okay. North Dakota. North Dakota? North Dakota State. Man, I feel really bad for him. Oh. North Dakota State. All right. Yeah. The Bison. Yeah. The Bison. Um, but, yeah. Uh, with these guys this year, man, like, I think Rosen seems like he would be good. But I'm hearing that he's got, like, a Jay Cutler personality. He's a douche. And I like a douche. do not want. I mean, I don't give a shit if the guy's a douche. Well, right. No, no, no. But, I, I'm yeah. saying a douche in the way that like, he, yeah. It sounds like his teammates don't love him. Right. And I think as a quarterback, like you gotta have that. No, thing that's that brings people You together. can't be fucking Jake. And the thing, the funny thing is that you're gonna hate. Darnold's the exact opposite. Everybody raves about how people love play for, like playing with him and like want to go to war. Right, him. but that only counts when you <laughs> okay. turn the ball over every time you get the fucking chance. That guy is terrible. This takes us back to like honestly like our first pod. It does. We're talking about this. Oh, let's great class and QBs in a year, and we were arguing over Josh Allen and and uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. And even back then, before the college football season even started, I said I would take Josh Allen over Sam Darnold. And here we are, and neither of us have changed our stance. Yeah. I, <laughs> and it's I, not, honestly not even stubbornness. I think you know we what? both honestly still believe. Like you know what is great? I'm usually never right on draft picks. Like 07. I was so pissed that we took Darrell Rivas. I wanted Leon Hall, who ended up being a pretty decent quarterback. That's pretty funny. good. Yeah. But, no, but you're right. I was like, oh, fuck, why? Why Darrell Rivas? In his first year, like, he wasn't that great. Yeah. But cornerback, hard position. Right. Doesn't always happen first year. You know, turns into Rivas Island, takes us to the AFC <laughs> Championship games. What do I know? I don't know. That's kind of funny, too, because, like, the same thing happened with me and uh, Fletcher Cox. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, because you guys Andy have had Reed a lot of... Kept, he just kept taking D tackles. Right, you have... He a... wouldn't stop. <laughs> and none of them were, like, Warren Sapp. Like, they were just, like... <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Mike Patterson. Yeah. And uh, who was the other one? Broderick Bunkley. Ooh. Good name, though. Thanks, yeah. I'm like, what? Like, what is wrong with this stupid fuck? Like, why Why do we keep doing this? Like, defensive tackle, I mean, now that I've seen Fletcher Cox play, like, I think a little, I have more respect for the position. But, like, before my Fletcher Cox days, like, it was just, like, back with, like, Hollis Thomas. Yeah. And the other guys that he was, it's just, be fat and take up space. Like, it takes no skill. Just a little strength and a lot of fat. And, like, they're all the same. Don't waste a first-round pick on it. But, my God, was I wrong about Fletcher Cox. And the other thing we always draft, it's just always D-line, is DNs then. And I hated Brandon Graham because the second they picked him, they were like, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted Jason Pierre-Paul, and he went the next pick. Up. Or, no, yeah. you know I wanted even more than that, who I think was two picks later, was Earl Thomas. Because mm-hmm. we had terrible safeties after yeah. uh, Dawkins for a while. Right. And... Uh, Brandon Graham, like, and I'm he's like, a late bloomer too. It well, took yeah, him a couple years. He's the man that too. But I'm like, all right, well, as soon as they are, say his name, I'm like, all right, well, let's give him a chance. And Mel Kiper, like, they show the highlights, and they're like, oh, like, I don't know, he's got short arms, he might get eaten alive. And the NFL offensive tackles, I'm like, we just fucking spent a mid first round pick on this douche. Yeah. With his short, stubby, freaking T Rex arms. Like Derek Barnett. Yeah. Who I also hated. Wasn't huge on. Yeah. 
Hey, how was your beer? It was good. I told you it'd be good. Well, yeah, we both thought it'd be good. Yeah. What are you gonna rate it? Um, give it a four. Same here. Okay. It's a rare double four from the Microbrewed Sports Pod. Yeah, Definitely usually a stamp of approval. Yeah, usually I'm a little more generous with my points. I also need to shout out to Mike Romano for being a big idiot. He was debating me that Brian Westbrook was better than Curtis Martin, and I was just, I almost had to leave. Hello, Brian Westbrook. I mean, listen, Brian Westbrook. B West, 36. Great player. Good player. Curtis Martin, Hall of Famer. Get the <laughs> fuck out. End of story. What up, Mike? Hey, I got your back, Mike. Yeah, bullshit. Anyways, that's Micro Brew Sports. Hopefully, we'll be celebrating the Eagles Super Bowl here in the next pod. I hope somehow the Super Bowl just doesn't happen. We just never play this game. Moving forward, uh, we're going to have to talk about some other stuff, it seems like. Yeah, baseball's coming around. <clears throat> yeah, pitchers and pitchers catchers. catchers two weeks. That'll be a little depressing. There's nothing happening in the baseball offseason. Nah, it'll pick up, though. It'll happen. The it'll... hot stove usually is like mid-December, and here we are like in February, and there's still like yeah, every one of the good friends out there. It sucks. Well, hey, if you want to follow me and some of my beer... <sighs> make me look this up again. Yeah, some of my... <laughs> My beer ratings, you can follow me on Twitter and untapped at the same handle, at Pitsky41. And Alex will let you know once he looks it up. Yeah, this will never end. I don't know what episode this is anymore, like 15th? You've looked it up 15th. I think, yeah. Uh, We do know the mute button, though. We do know Uh, the mute button. We got that first time. Uh, I'm Twitter at awolf31. Untapped is at alexwolf31. And above all, you need to follow us on our official microbrewed sports page, which we still don't have a blue check, but we're working on it. It's gonna. <laughs> we don't have a blue check or 100 followers. Yet. Yeah, but I'll be damned. We're working on it. 89. We've been stuck at 89 for I know. a long Come on. fucking time. Somebody. On. We need 11 of you guys. Get Mike to recruit some of his friends. I know. Anyways, uh, it's at Microbrew Sports. So give us a follow. We like to argue with people, and I'm sure we'll be bragging when the Eagles win. E A G L E S E.